Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey guys, we are here for another Boss Talk series. Welcome, babes. Woo woo! Hi, I'm excited. For those of you who may have missed the last Boss Talk series episode, we brought Steph Crowder onto the show and I was re-listening to it. And I don't know if it was clear, like Steph's always going to be on our Boss Talk episodes. (laughs) Hey guys, I'm just back. (laughs) I just live here now. (laughs) What's up? Everyone loved it. Like it was so good. We got such good feedback. So I'm excited about having another chit chat. And today's question is... Yes, yes, yes. Drumroll. The question is, how do you maintain healthy female relationships? And I know we've recently talked about this in a separate episode with Abby and I, but I feel like we focused a lot on personal female relationships, like best friends and people who, you know, we grew up with or in our family and our lives. And I want to touch on today a little bit more of that with Steph, but also business female relationships. And honestly, this kind of goes hand in hand with community over competition of like staying in your lane, but being friends with something who's similar doing what you're doing, but like relying on people. When are you crossing the lines of like taking advantage of a friendship when you should like start paying that somewhat? Like all of those kind of things. Yeah. This is going to be a good one. It's interesting because the question is, how do you maintain healthy female relationships? It's almost like implies that what is an unhealthy female relationship? I feel like we've probably all been in the position of, I'm thinking especially in the business world, it's one thing to feel like you have, you know, like business besties or people that you can relate to. But I think you bring up something interesting, Emily, which is none of us want to feel like, where is the line where you start to feel taken advantage of? Or yeah, I think we've all probably been in a position where maybe someone's like, let's trade. And you're like, how about not? You know? Oh God. For the love of God. Yeah. I love when the relationships that I've started to build in this community are a mutually beneficial and respectful. But when you are beginning down those conversations of, you know, the dreaded phrase of picking your brain, but you're doing that with a colleague slash friend. And something that I've really appreciated is that the most recent conversations I've had with other people that have kind of gone down that potential lane, they've kind of paused and said, is this mutually beneficial for you? Like, are we good? And if you're truly not, it's A, your time to say something. But like, what a, like, that's a really big thing to kind of bring the conversation to a halt to check in with the other person. And I loved that. Yeah, I think I've run into this a couple times recently where 
it was like the real world friend is like interacting with the business friend. Like it's the same, like we're both, if that makes sense. And so it was specifically in dealing with Emily and I both volunteer for a local nonprofit called the Junior League of Kansas City. And one of my best local friends messaged me about a junior league thing. So I'm going into work mode, right? And I wanted to like be a good friend and say I would help with all these things. And I had to like draw boundaries that I wouldn't normally with this friend, but I just straight up told her I couldn't do it. And it was really hard because I love this girl and I would basically do anything, but no. (laughs) So I think you have to decide when to like put on different hats, even if you can like change boundaries with the same person, if that makes sense. So that I think raises a question that I have for you guys. How because I don't necessarily know that I have a great process for this because I think I still get caught in wanting to be helpful. How do you guys deal with this when this comes up for you when you have like, okay, let me give you an example of something that just happened in my real life that was kind of uncomfortable. I have a really good friend who, you know, she, she's not, she's not in our space at all. She's in a totally different, she's not even an online business person. She has a quote unquote regular person job. So she only knows so much about what it is that we internet people do, right? And people out there can probably relate to this. It's like you're at Thanksgiving dinner and the comments that come out, people are like, you have no idea what a podcast is, right? So I, how does the internet work? Exactly. So I have a friend who is like, oh, I know you do business coaching. And I have a friend who I think would be a great fit. Like, let me connect you. To- <laughs> you should have seen Ab- Abby's hard, hard eye roll that just happened. So this has happened to you guys too, I take it. How do you deal with that when you just know from like the first moment you're like, this is not going to be what I'm looking for? So I think it depends, which sucks. Like, I feel like that's what I'm going to say to practically everything. Mine doesn't depend. I have a hard answer on this one. So you go first. I take a little nicer tone and it depends on who is asking. Like, for instance, we get asked in our email quite frequently, this is not an invitation. Don't do this. Uh, (laughs) Please, for the love of God, do not do this. People will be like, I'm going to be in Kansas City. I'd love to meet up with you. Can I pick your brain? And I'm like, they know not to say that. Well, they don't even use that phrase because they know better. They're like, can we grab coffee? And I'm like, bitch, I see between these lines. And it's like, so I'm literally doing it on Friday. So I feel like I'm breaking my own rules. Yeah, Abby's going and I'm not. (laughs) So that's where the line is different. So for your question, mine has happened to me where it's been a family member doing it. And I know that they're not going to be an ideal client. Oh, not even that they're not going to be an ideal client because they're like kind of of a piece of shit person to begin with. But I wasn't even offering services anymore and hadn't for like a year. And so they're asking me for web design. This was like a couple years ago. So anyone who might have been doing this recently where you feel like I'm talking about you, it's not about you. Get over it. I knew it wasn't going to be a good fit. I didn't offer the service anymore. But it was worded in a sense of like, oh, but we're family. Couldn't you just like build me this website real quick? 
And it was just such this ridiculous, like, oh, I can invoice you for $10,000 and it still wouldn't be enough because I don't want to work with you because you're flaky. And so my hard line in the sand is just a, like, I can refer you to other people every single time. But Steph, do you, I don't know if you have this, but like Emily and I both have this where because Emily and I started doing this, I don't know if it's because, but certainly feels like because Emily and I did this, our parents have decided to be entrepreneurs, all of them. The amount of free shit my mom gets from me, (laughs) mom, I love you. I, I love my mom too. I'm, this is not a dog on mom and dad session, but the, do you treat your parents differently and or I, they might, it might just not apply to you? No, it totally does. No, I have a mom who definitely is trying to get something off the ground and she's like, you know, can you just like, can we just go to lunch and you just give me some coaching? And like, of course I will. It's, it's my mom, right? But that's, that's the call that each of us gets to make. But yes, I definitely have that. Yeah, it's mine is a lot of like my dad is building his thing on his side and he's like, can you look at this sales page real quick? (laughs) Like, can you like take a peek at this funnel and I'll do it and I'll like help with the resources or whatever. But when I know for that, it's just going to be like a, you know, 10 minute thing. I think I can say yes to stuff like that. But I truly like I'll see the stuff from our assistant about people who are like, this person wants to get coffee. And I mean, you all know how I hate people anyway. So like the literally the last thing I want to do is meet someone. But I'm also like, I I know what this is actually asking of me. And it means it's not me getting to enjoy coffee. I'm using my business brain for at least an hour when I could have been doing that in my business making money. So see, that's really interesting. I don't hear you... Like when you articulate all of this, I'm not hearing like Emily just hates people and doesn't want to meet anyone because you just met me last weekend and we helped each other. So I think what I see, and maybe this is instructive for people listening, I think you have to evaluate the give and take of energy, right? If it's going to be a situation where you're just give, give, giving and you don't get anything back, yeah, not a good use of your time. That's not that's not good on any level. But if you can be in a space with other women where you feel like you're giving as much as you're getting, maybe that's part of the criteria for back to the topic here, healthy, healthy relationships with women. I think you have to feel like you're on the same plane. Yeah. I have a question for you, Steph. So I remember, and it almost feels funny now that we're on the other side of it. And I hope Abby feels that she's on the other side of it. But I remember about I don't know, nine months, a year ago, year and a half, we were in such desperate need of mastermind people, of people who are on our same level and above who would help us. Like we were happy to pay. We were very happy to pay, but felt like we just could not find a groove of people that we connected with. And I know, at least for speaking for me and Abby, the very first like, oh my gosh, this was refreshing was our mastermind that we have with you and two other people. And we got that and we've been doing that for over a year now and it's definitely filled us up. But since then, we've even like paid for groups and joined groups. And I have the in-person mastermind that I go with you to for a couple times a year. And it's so like... Were you ever in your business where you were like, I feel like I just want to ask some people some questions, but I don't know who to ask because the only people I can think of are like just those such high level players in the game that like, I'm not going to land in their inbox. Like I'm never talking to them. 
Yeah. You know, what's interesting is, and I wonder if there's people out there who can relate to this. Maybe some of you listening are actually in this right now. I fall into the camp of not knowing how much I needed the support until I had it. Like I remember the day when Hillary, one of our friends who we're in a mastermind with, she posted in a group and was like, Hey, who here has a podcast? Who wants to be in a mastermind? And I honestly can't even tell you what made me say me. Oh, I'm so happy you did. Yeah. Because I think on some subconscious level, I must have known that I needed more support. But I was one of those people who I tend, this won't surprise you too, now that you know me, I tend to put my head down and go, no, 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 I don't need any help. I'm good. No, 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 no. And it's not until I'm in it. Like this past weekend, Emily and I were at the same in-person retreat. I almost canceled my flight because I was like, no, I just, my list is too long. I know what I'm doing. And I think people out there, if you're someone who's like, maybe you saw the headline for this podcast, you're like healthy relationships with other females. Like, I don't need that. I got too much shit to do. You will be amazed. I mean, I I ended up going to the retreat and getting advice and crying my face off and going through like a really significant emotional, like next level. Like I needed to do that to get to the next level. So I think sometimes you can be in a circumstance where you don't like you get so siloed, you get so in your own head, so close to the metal, as I think developers call it, technical term, you don't even realize that you are so turned around. So that's been my experience. And it's only having shared space with women on my level that I look back and go, Oh my God, I thought it was over there. And I was so lost. Like even just being back in my office this week, I'm in a completely different headspace than before. And I'm just so glad. I don't know why this is a recurring theme for me where I'm like, I don't need it. Nah, I don't need it. No. (laughs) So then you're like, Oh, that was fabulous. Yeah. So that's always been my experience with it. I have a feeling I'm probably not alone on that. So for people listening, if you're like, Oh my gosh, yeah, I tend to just go off by, by myself, man, you might be underestimating just how powerful it can be to get that kind of support. Well, I think you and I were for a long time because we had each other. Yeah, it is. I, um, I've been in that situation before where I didn't feel like I needed it and I didn't, I just didn't think it was necessary. And then like every time I open myself up to those situations, I'm always surprised at what comes out. Yeah. How have you guys, and maybe this would be helpful for people listening, because we've talked about the exchange of energy, which I think is really important for evaluating female relationships. Like you want to feel like you're not just giving, you also want to feel like you're not just getting, because that's not a good feeling either. So I think the criteria is being in a space where you feel like you can do both. How have you guys found those spaces? Like, how do you, how do you know when you're maybe like when you, cause I know you guys have had plenty of opportunities to meet people, join groups. What are like some of the clues that have made you go like, actually, I think this is the right space for me. I'm going to give this a try versus mm, that's not going to be a good use of my time. I think more times than not, we've just tried it anyway. And then after the fact decided whether we should move on or like, I don't know, like we've ditched some after like a couple months of giving it a good shot. I I don't know. It also depends on who's asking. So yeah. And I think an example that I can give for that for myself, I recently went through my Facebook and left a bunch of groups that I was in. And I do this often where like cleanse it and whatever. But I realized that a lot of the groups that I was in, A, I hate that you can fucking add people to groups without their permission. Like it 
it boggles my mind that you can still do that. And so I left about 15 groups that I didn't even intentionally join, but I'm in there even though I can cancel the invite, but canceling the invite makes me leave the group. So anyways, that's just Facebook. You need to fix that. But so there was about 15 groups that I was in that I didn't even realize I was in, but I was kind of seeing them on my feed. And so they're, of course, by people who I know, a lot of them were, people who are colleagues, peers, I respect, I love what their business is. And maybe in there, there is an ounce, like, of course, I'm not going to be, I'm never have been the type of person that's like, I can't get benefit from that ever. Like, I love learning and I love watching what other people are doing. But I was looking at those invitations like, They were a time suck instead of a value. And like that, I could easily go down the rabbit hole of like creeping on other businesses and seeing what other people are doing. And I kind of gut checked with myself about like, am I in a space right now where I need the type of benefit that a Facebook group provides? Sometimes the answer is yes. I'm really only active in our group and then one other group that's outside that's not like creative space at all. It's a group that Steph and I are in together. Those are the only ones that I check in on. And so I think it's about really asking yourself, like, what do you need in this season of life? And so is it in-person communication? So maybe like you do go meet up with people at coffee shops. Is it more of the online lazy where you can like type on your phone and chat with people and build connections? So maybe it is Facebook groups or whatever it might be. Asking yourself what you need right now in this season and then going towards that. Yeah, totally. What I hear in that is I, I feel like kind of a combination of what you said, Abby, along with what then layering on top of that, Emily, is I think you have to try. Like you have to put yourself out there. You have to accept the invitation. But a lot of this stuff is intuition. And I think it's one of those things where I think a lot of people hesitate because they're afraid that they're going to get in a situation they can't get out of where... I mean, I know I've been in friendships where I'm like, oh man, this friendship is not serving me anymore. And it's always a hassle to have to like intentionally intentionally end that. But I think it's so worth it to give it a shot because what you might get on the other side, which looks like support, progress, enthusiasm, passion, like all the things that all of us are looking for, it's worth the risk of like the worst thing that can happen. This is ultimately why I didn't end up canceling my flight this past weekend because yes, I'm busy. I mean, I had no question that I love the group of women that I would be with. So that wasn't the problem. It was more just like, oh, shouldn't I be working? But I think for me, I got to a point where it was like, you know, I would rather go and be like, you know, I probably should have been working than not go and be like, oh, what would have happened if I had gone, you know? Right. Want to learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. 
When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. don't need more content to devour, lessons to watch, or videos to download. What you need, babe, is accountability. Someone in your corner who's checking in, cheering you on, and being the person you can come to when you're wondering, is this what I should be working on in my business? If you're looking for support to manage and grow your creative business, then look no further than goldcrusherclub.com. Members unlock a virtual co-working, a monthly planning session, quarterly reviews, yearly planning parties, and so much more. Join for just 29 bucks today and get access to the only framework you need to implement your goals and increase profits with structured accountability. Head right now to goldcrushercloud.com to enroll. We can't wait to see you inside. We know that as bloggers and creative entrepreneurs, you're asking a lot from your email service provider. If you're tired of hacking your current system, we'd love to have you check out ConvertKit. When we made the switch just last year, a whole new world of opportunity opened up to us. You mean an email service provider that does what it says it can do? You mean I can actually automate that without 5 million steps on my end? You mean a system that allows us to tag and segment without having a degree in email engineering? That's a real thing, y'all. Yes, ConvertKit truly makes our email workflow a breeze and lets us engage with our audience on a whole new level. Open rates and sales have literally doubled. Our signups are higher than ever, and we're super happy campers. If you want to try ConvertKit for free for 30 days and see what all the fuss is about, then head right now to thestrategyhour.com slash ConvertKit. 
You can thank us later. And I think what I'm hearing you say, which is interesting, is I think it's all about how the invitation is given, if that makes sense. So, Emily, you felt kind of bombarded or just like intruded upon when people like added you to things that you didn't even talk to the person about ahead of time. Whereas like it was no secret stuff was going to get on an airplane. Like you had to intentionally choose to join this situation and be a part of it. Um, and an invitation was given. And so like, how can, if you do want to spend time with people and you want to get to know people and you want to grow together in a healthy way, I mean, sounds simple, but like you have to have real conversations with people and not like, you can't go about it in a salesy, weird way. Like women see right through that. Yeah. This reminds me of an important, maybe this will be helpful for people too. I'm assuming we have some listeners who are like, kind of what we're talking around a little bit is getting into a mastermind, maybe. I mean, it doesn't have to be an official mastermind, but that's certainly one way to have healthy female relationships, right? A place where you can get advice, give advice, cry, yell, whatever you need to do. And I know like for people listening, you guys may or may not know my background is with a company where we did mastermind matching services. So it's another platform for courses and things like that. And sometimes we would pair people up for masterminds and that was great. But there were plenty of times where we didn't have that service available. So we would have members of our site be like, I want to join a mastermind group. How can I organize one? And to Abby's point, we would get people who would just like blast it out on our forums who would be like, they would be like, Hey, who wants to join a mastermind? And then they were always nine times out of 10 disappointed in either the quality of people who responded or no one responded because that's kind of weird and not maybe the best invitation. So our advice, my advice was always like, be present. So like, if you're listening to this, and of course, you're probably in the TCC group, like, engage, have conversations, like see whose face keeps popping up where you're like, I really feel like attracted to that person. Not that this is dating, but like female friendships feel that way. Sometimes you're just like, I want to share space with that person. Like she seems great. And then just make the ask and connect and be like, Hey, don't know if you're looking for a mastermind group, but like, I'm trying to build one. Will you help me build it? I think intentionally sculpting and building your circle versus just blat, like making a post in TCC. That's like, who wants to join a mastermind? That's never going to be as powerful and as intimate as when you're sharing space with people and you just see names pop up and you're like, that person just seems like she's someone I want to sit next to. So I think be intentionally crafting your group versus trying to just like fall into one or or put the call out there in a way that's not going to curate it in a way that you're going to be excited about. Well, and guys, that's how Abby and I met. <laughs> like we both commented on the same thread because something someone was starting something intimate and intentional. And it was almost a mastermind that we were in that kind of started. It was like a group social, like we would comment on each other's Instagram and comment on each other's Facebook posts to kind of boost up that initial engagement back when like that kind of stuff mattered. And we commented with our ideal client. And then we were matched up with three to five people who had the same ideal client. So you could be like 
attracting the kind of similar audiences. And so it brought like it, it was kind of of a broad scope, but we niched it down a little bit further. And then out of the group of like six people, Abby and I are the ones that connected the most. And obviously, it doesn't necessarily have to lead to a partnership for you if that's what you're going after. That's definitely not what we were intending. But it started with something really small like that. Well, and it, I was reflecting back on that. And I feel like the people I really genuinely care about, like they're not, they're more than my friends. Does that make sense? Like we have a relationship, but like there's some level of deepness to it. Like I I have plenty of people that I would say I'm friends with that I barely know. Like I've met a couple of times. I think they're cool. I'd have, you know, a Coke with them while they drank a glass of wine. (laughs) Like I would sit down and yeah, I would sit down and chit chat, but to be in a relationship with me, it has to go a little deeper than that. Like, and I think Emily, at least I've witnessed her. She doesn't necessarily feel I'm speaking for her at this point that she doesn't need to know as much about people. Whereas like, if I want to have like a deep relationship with them, I want to care about their whole person. And I feel like Emily more compartmentalizes, like she's cool with having people that she just knows in a business sense. But if, if I like you enough to know you that well, like I want to know about your kids and your spouse and what they do and your life. And well, and I think that's also just like how people get it's just a difference in how people get close to each other. Cause I think like Steph and I are super, super close because of the, like some of the breakthroughs that I've seen her go through, but like, I don't know her parents' names. Like, I don't know, like, I don't really know that much about like your personal life outside of this, but I still feel like super, super deeply connected with you. Yes. Yeah. And what this is bringing up for me from both of you is, and I don't think we've hit on this yet. I'm almost thinking like this little loose criteria for healthy business female relationships is kind of forming here. I think a big piece of this is honesty and transparency. Like you have to, you have to be connected to people that you feel like you can be your fullest expression of yourself with, or else it's just not going to work. And that requires a lot of things. I mean, first of all, it kind of like what we talked about in the community over competition episode, you got to feel like these are people that you can trust your ideas with. Like if you're worried that they're going to jack your shit, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? So I think you have to make sure like, do I trust this person? Can I be like fully vulnerable? Like, There's absolutely a vulnerability that comes with this. And to me, I'm one of those people who like, I don't do small talk, like we're either going deep or or it's not going to happen. So if I don't feel like I can be vulnerable around you, or I don't see you being vulnerable around me, I don't, I'm not here for it. Because there's no growth there. And I think the whole point of these relationships is to push and get pushed. So I think you've got to feel like the connections you're making with people, there's a, a ground rule of honesty and transparency. Well, And it just makes me think about the first time we met in person. I mean, sure, we had known each other for a year, but like the conversations we had, business and not, like it was, we went places that I hadn't gone in years with anyone. Uh (laughs) Oh, those hotel face mask conversations, they get you every time. I'm still like, man, Steph has some blackmail on me. 
Yep. Got the big robe on and you yeah. just never know. We all but, do. So, I don't know. I think there's something <laughs> special to that though. Like it's when you were a kid and you had like those really good girlfriends that you would have summer parties with and you'd stay up all night, chit chat. Like if you feel like you can do that and as with as an adult with another woman, like that's when I feel like you're in a good place. But if you just want to see them Mm -hmm. like once a year and barely have a conversation, like there's probably something up with that. Like you can have a healthy relationship, but not know them as well. I feel like too. Yeah. What kinds of business impact have you guys seen as a result of investing time in female relationships? Because I imagine, I imagine, I I just imagine we have people listening who are like, really? Like, uh, like I got to go out and find friends. Like, but I feel like this is very much a business activity. Don't you guys think? Yes. Well, and, and I come from it, Abby can maybe give some specifics, but I come from it specifically with our brand. So I know this is not going to apply to everybody, but we are all about like helping other female entrepreneurs. So I want to learn from other female entrepreneurs because I like envision this giant girl gang of just like supporting and uplifting and helping everyone out. And if I want to even be remotely seen as a leader in that space, then I need to also use that space And like, it was super intentional on my part to befriend more women with a deeper connection because that wasn't my life before. For me, it's at least one of those like, if you're like talking the talk, you have to walk the walk kind of thing. So that's where I come from it. But maybe Abby comes from somewhere different. I feel like it pushed me because I didn't necessarily want to know anyone, (laughs) if that makes any sense at all. Like I was after working in corporate, as long as I had, it all felt like the relationships in that arena were just a way to climb the ladder. It was like, if you know, so-and-so or schmooze with so-and-so long enough, like it's going to get you places. And so when I left, I really just wanted to be alone and like find my own sense of pride from my work and not really rely on anyone else. Cause the moment I opened up to people, it felt like they had some ownership in what I did. So Emily was a hundred percent a surprise, but then after Emily, I was like, well, if this can happen, maybe I should be a little more open. So I'm glad I was, but it it wasn't the natural thing for me to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I mean, uh, from my perspective, just sitting here thinking about my answer to this and it occurs to me now, (laughs) I wouldn't have a business actually if I, if I didn't have the female connections that I have. And what I mean by that is like, I not so long ago was a very talented person sitting in a very safe space and was really brought to the awareness that it was time for me to explore my outer limits and then some by the women that I trust. And basically, you bitches wouldn't leave me alone about it. And that's, I think that's what all of us need in our friendships. Like if that, that needs to be part of the criteria. Like these need to be the people that are like, hey, I know you think that everything's like fine the way that it is, but you're capable of X, Y, and Z. Like, why don't you try this? I dare you to try that because all the things that have happened to me in terms of having my own my own business wouldn't have happened if I didn't have those connections. I can just think of so many things that have only happened because of the support that I've had. So it's kind of funny because sometimes I think making friendships feels like, oh, I don't have time for that. Like it's the first thing that 
gets pushed off of my plate, but it's very much related to progress and growth, which is kind of surprising. But I'm curious, since in your previous position, you worked for primarily men, how relationships with women have been different than with men? I've always worked for men. Like, Every like I have had multiple mentorship relationships with men, and I am really good at working for men. Like I know, <laughs> this is how weird. It's like I don't mean it. I promise I didn't do any extra favors, guys. I was gonna, I was gonna say I really know what men want from like. <laughs> Yikes. But you guys know what I mean, right? Like I came up, I came up in the career ranks being um, sculpted and groomed by men. And I think that what has happened as a result of being close to sitting in space with women now is it's brought a new softness to me um, that was so necessary. Like the fact that my audience like sees me as a mama type or like a, a warm type. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like if you had seen me in my, like I was known as a hammer looking for a nail and it's a really uncomfortable space to be in. Like I much prefer, like, I feel like I've been able to re not to be all woo woo about it, but I feel like I've been able to reconnect with my natural inclination. Like I was taught to like be tough and to like just deliver difficult feedback. And I'm really glad I have those pieces, but without the softness, like I was very rough around the edges. And I don't think that what I do now would work if I hadn't gotten in touch with like plugging into some of that feminine energy. So it's a really good question. I mean, I think a lot of us have had influential men in our lives, whether it's dad or whoever in the corporate world. But when you can really connect to like that, I don't even know. I want to call it a warmth, but it's even deep. It's a con- I think it's a connectedness. It really manifests itself in amazing ways, if, if, especially if you're trying to build a community, I think. I don't know what it says about me, but the men that have been strong influences in my career are all very feminine men. And so they have like a very nurturing quality. So like my first boss was a little bit of a hard ass, but he was gay. My second one was like grandpa. This The third one was like my dad. And then the, I don't know what Parker is, my spouse, I guess. I don't know. what. Also, does that mean I have daddy issues? I don't know what that all means. Oh, we're unpacking a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, sorry. I don't know what this means. No, I, I was actually kind of coming in with the same comment of like, I agree about Parker and my dad is super, super nurturing. And like, it's a great advice giver and listener and and like has that really warm energy, I think that we're talking about. I, I've never worked in corporate world. And so is it, that's a whole nother thing to unpack of like, okay, I don't know where I get like my sternness from necessarily then because I only have like female examples of that type of sternness in my life. So, well, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation <laughs> about masculine and feminine energy and upbringings and all that stuff. But um, I hope at least that this like gave you either the inspiration to try maybe some scary reach outs that you want to do in your life to bridge those connections, but to also kind of hear what it's like being on the other side of finding really, really freaking good female relationships in our own lives. Because I think if I would have had this conversation a year ago, a year and a half ago, I still would have been floundering like I was missing something. And I love that. I think you still only liked me at that point. <laughs> oh, a hundred thousand percent. 
But what I appreciate now how I feel on the other side is, is not complete as in like, okay, I'm done now. Cause that's how I used to feel. Like I have Amanda, I have Abby, I'm done now. Like I don't have any more room. But I'm now in a sense of like being very open about what new people can bring to my life. And I, I kind of like that. Yeah. I just want to say to people, I sort of mentioned it earlier, but if you're listening to this and you're just so busy and you're like, this is not, I do not need another thing on my to-do list. I just invite people to make space for these relationships because your mind might be blown by what you find. I mean, not only all the benefits, one of the things we didn't even talk about is I've gotten real people to pay me from these relationships. Like I've signed a client from this experience and I know other people have done the same thing, even in our little incestuous circle. So a lot of things can happen beyond just feeling really good about the relationship, like we're talking real brass tacks, business opportunities can come from these connections. And that's like easy to overlook because you're like, no, no, I got to go run my Facebook ads. And that's all important, but make space for this stuff. It's hugely transformative. I think all three of us can agree on that. Girls, don't be catty. Like just go out there. Be yourself. Find other people who are willing to be themselves around you. If they're putting up a wall and trying to fake it, it's probably not going to work out or you need to have a conversation about that. But I don't know. It's worth having those relationships. I am a firm believer in quality over quantity. And I know how powerful they can be in your life, especially when you feel like you're lacking support elsewhere. So Go out and make some friends and make this shit happen. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.